Good afternoon, listeners, and welcome to Take to Take. I'm your host, Patrick Talon. I'm joined alongside Luke Burrows this afternoon. A different episode, uh, Nick unable to make it today, so it will just be Luke uh, and myself. We have a lot to talk about, um, and things are kind of changing with the coronavirus, which is something we'll talk about, but real quick before we uh, touch on anything, um, Ari Richard passed away this week, so um, not to go in too much, but just uh, to touch on it a little bit. Um, Henri Richard threw 20 seasons, won 11 cups, all in Montreal between 1955 and 1974, which honestly is just remarkable. Um, he had over 1,000 points in just over 1,200 games played, and he passed away at 84 this past week, um, battling Alzheimer's. And just seeing how teams paid their respects shows how significant Richard was to the NHL and how much of an impact he had um, just in general. So I wanted to touch on that real quick. Um, moving on to... More recent issues, um, an issue on a global scale that I think has people freaking out or people underestimating the degree um, of, of this virus, and that is the coronavirus. Um, just uh, for those who don't know about the coronavirus, I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, as of March 9th, um, for people don't, who don't know how much this is growing, more than 100, 110,000 people have been infected in more than 80 countries, according to the um a university in the States, and there have been 3,800 deaths globally and just over 3,000 of the do- those First deaths. First death in Canada today. Today? Really? Today. A week ago, yeah, there, a week ago there was about 20 confirmed in Ontario. Now we're up to 32, I believe. Um, so of the 110,000 infected, 62,000 uh, have recovered. So this has uh, changed a lot for the NHL uh, in terms of media accessibility. Luke, do you want to talk about that a little bit? I mean, NHL to an extent, but um, sports leagues in Europe for sure, uh, even more so. You you can see uh, Syria specifically, but soccer leagues all over Europe. Uh, that's just one example. The NBA uh, in North America to a lesser extent, but it's, uh, of course, it's a terrible thing, um, but it is kind of interesting to see what happens, uh, to see how... Um, you know, major sports leagues react to something like this. And I think the NHL is, as a league, uh, is making appropriate steps. Uh, I think the biggest one was the media and dressing room accessibility, which was a team decision. Yep. Uh, they let teams decide. I know um, Colorado, for example, said they're still going to go ahead with it uh, with some precautions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vancouver last night. They had their post-game interviews at the podium, which was kind of interesting. It sort of looked like a, I like like that. a basketball game. Uh, yeah, it's it's more relaxed, it's and I feel like it gives cool. the players time to like answer questions a little bit more. They don't feel pressured in the yeah, screen, I guess. Um, but I know, uh, so every, every post-game, uh, it's not really a recap, but on The Athletic, they do something called the Armies, um, and it's sort of an interesting, very, like, uh, character-driven approach on recapping the game, mm-hmm. and they said they they basically had a disclaimer at the end of this morning's article saying we're not going to be able to get the the quotes we usually get. We're not going to be able to get the interviews we usually get because the emotion is different. They were just interviewing Elias Pettersson at the podium. It's different. So yeah. it is different. Um, all the media members I've heard uh, from on Twitter and whatnot, they totally understand, but it does kind of. It does kind of suck for them. Yeah. It's, it's tough to kind of change that up because uh, one description they used was they'd wait for the for the general scrum to die down and then they'd go in and get 
and get the good quotes, the good... Uh, yeah, because that's, that's when they're running on emotion. So, but yeah. at the same time, being at the table, you might get a more down-to-earth, um, thoughtful, articulate response because they have time to think about it. They have time to sort of decompress. Yeah. So it, it works both ways. And just and that, that kind of forum is mm-hmm. just... it's. It's yeah. professional, and some might say it's too professional. Yeah. Like there's not much personality there. So um, March 7th, so a couple of days ago, Gary Bettman spoke in Florida about steps taken to approach the coronavirus. So um, this is from NHL.com. It says the NHL is, quote, considering every conceivable option, but has not made a formal announcement that its teams closed the rock- locker rooms uh, to the media in response to the coronavirus. Um, and his quote was, what we're trying to do is make sure that we're doing the prudent things. We're not looking to change our media policies on a long-term basis um, in direct response to the um coronavirus and it's kind of funny because he he brought up the idea of not of playing without any fans in florida ironically they don't have to make a rule for that it's funny because florida doesn't have any fans anyway that's the joke um so yeah do you think it's being exaggerated a little bit because no i don't no um we talked about it a bit in class this morning and i think most people saw lebron james comment on it the other day i think that was I didn't see it. Okay, so he essentially, he was questioned about it. Uh, He was basically asked, how would you feel about not playing for fans? And LeBron said, "Um, if there's no fans, I'm not playing. And I think that's a bit absurd. Obviously, the players play for the fans. They play for the fans there, and it's they drive the atmosphere. I totally get that. But in a case like this, like you have to value public health over, over... yeah. playing in front of your fans obviously it's a terrible situation but it's coming under terrible circumstances um and if it if if barring or strongly discouraging public gatherings like pro sports games where you're putting thousands upon thousands of people into a confined area that's, I think that's more at risk for the fan that's a that's a risk the fans no take. yeah i, I, I agree that, i don't i don't i don't think it's i don't think they're doing this well i'm sure it's part of it i don't think they're doing it to protect the players i think they're doing it because like i said when you're putting thousands of people in an area like that it's just a matter of public health and for yep. lebron to say no i'm not going to play it's like come on man like that's not the point like this is a this is a serious global issue and you're going to be annoyed that you don't get to play in front of your fans. Yeah, it, it's, eh. it's, I, I see two sides and, and reading about, the more I read about this, the more um, I'm acknowledging how serious it is. It isn't as serious as some are making it out to no, be. It's I not. think, I but think, you have to be, I cautious, think that you right? do, you do, but I think, you know, going to the grocery store and there's, you know, I went to shoppers the other day and like there's no toilet paper left, there's no hand sanitizer left. And it's like that, that just deprives other people of having access to that and making, Everything no, yeah, dirtier I, in a way. I but agree. I, I think some of the some of the people not taking it seriously enough don't understand the degree, and I think other people who are taking it too seriously should think that no, this is this is a big thing. This is a big ad- epidemic, and and people don't really know how to how to deal yeah, with it. Yeah, so. I I agree, and I I just think in the case of athletes playing in front of uh, a full arena, you're like th- that. That's not. That's not the end of the world for the athletes. That'd be that, weird because you'd still have the broadcasters well, going. You'd so I was the, the I was media. saying earlier today, um, I tuned in briefly to the Juventus and Inter Milan mm-hmm. game yesterday. Uh, empty stadium. That's it's kind of cool. Uh, I feel like it was just the vi- the vibe. Would the be like vibe. A game. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't say the vibe is off. The vibe is obviously different, but you can hear. Like the 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 number one thing you can hear is the players on the pitch communicating with each other. That's cool, and it was really interesting. Um, and I think everyone's seen the clip of Ronaldo uh, 
off, getting off the bus and yeah. high-fiving nobody. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I just, I hope they understand. Well, I'm sure they understand, especially uh, playing in Syria, playing in Italy, um, with how much more serious it is there. I'm sure they get it. But yeah. Um, the, I mean, all in all, this is obviously temporary. I just, I think, yeah. the, the way it's be, it's it's spreading fast, but the the um, the rate, the recovery rate for the average person with a decent immunity is pretty high. So I think, yeah. I think it, it's it's worth being being cautious about it. Um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see what happens. I know just today, like an hour ago, Montreal announced that they wouldn't have media access anymore. Um, so I like like a podium thing. Like I don't know if they're doing a podium thing. That's all, all I saw is like no media access. So I, I would like a podium, uh, a podium thing. But at the same time, I like how the NHL they're leaving it up to the teams to decide. I like yeah. that. I um, think eventually, if it if it gets to a point, the NHL will step in and say this is a league wide decision. We're yeah. saying no in game or in dressing room stuff. But yeah. Okay. Uh, just after uh, three o'clock on Spirit Live, this is Take the Take. We are um, going to move on to something a story that broke just a few days ago. Um, Jim Little fired as CEO after just 40, 54 days in Ottawa. So Melnick fired him, and the Sens said, he released a statement saying his his uh, conduct was inconsistent with the core values of the team. And then this is from Elliot Friedman. Jim Little released a statement saying, I was looking forward to helping the team in the city and the Ottawa Senators. I wish the employees, the players, coach as well. They all deserve our support. However, the statement made today by the team contains some language that deserves some clarification. On Valentine's Day, the owner and I had a personal disagreement over the approach that I had been pursuing. I am a long-willed person, a strong-willed person, sorry, and the disagreement included me using some very strong language with him over the phone, including swearing, which he did not appreciate, and for which I later apologized. It was these events, to my knowledge, which led to my dismissal. Any other interference from the statement is wrong. What are your thoughts? I don't really it's we don't we don't know but I'm I feel I feel kind of confused like I've just by reading this stuff and we've seen what's come out we saw the initial official release and then the rebuttal and I'm just kind of confused to, as to what really happened um I mean to me it just kind of seems like uh obvious okay well to, first of all it seems like there's a lot that we are being left in the dark about, which is probably yeah. um, appropriate. I, th- I think the but fact that it's Melnick is why it's raising more. Cause he it, has a history yeah, it just it seems a bit... Um, <clears throat> I, I don't want to call it an overreaction because I don't know what happened. No, overreaction is not the right word. But something something's off. Be. And um, I, I mean, obviously, a lot of people's first um, reaction would be to, to point fingers at Melnick. Uh, which might be fair. It usually is fair. Yeah. In uh, but in this case, I'm not sure. I mean, they clearly made a decision. Hopefully, he wasn't fired over an argument that might have got out of hand. Because there's no way that this is the only. No, I don't think. I'm sure there might be disagreements and, and troubles with with organizations. 100. percent Yeah. But and to, but the fact that this is that this would be the first time someone swore at someone because of a disagreement. I'm sure that's happened in every NHL team and almost every professional sports team where there's been a disagreement and someone dropped an F-bomb or whatever, I doubt Jim Little would make some personal jab at Melnick. Obviously, he'd know his job would be in jeopardy. But this is just, this goes to show, this is just another, adds to the list of the things that Melnick has done to embarrass 
Ottawa, the team, and the city. Honestly, like, like yeah, I, I tried just, to compile. It's, an, it's another. Yeah, I tried to compile a list of all the stuff he's done, but like even the out, <laughs> good luck. Even the outdoor game in Ottawa, like when That's, that was yeah. that was a big day for Ottawa, playing Montreal. It was a big thing, and he throws the fans under the bus. I think what I think relocation. A few he, shows ago, I asked Nick as the Sens fan, what, uh, what instance would you say, sort of kicked this off? Well, maybe not kicked it off, but sort of. Um, uh, blew it up more than anything else, and he said that one. I know he referenced that one as an issue. Well, well that sucks. You, like, it's the first outdoor. I don't know when the Ottawa has had other outdoor games. I believe maybe not in Ottawa. They played in Vancouver in 2014. Right. Uh, BC plays. It's kind of right. outdoors, not really. But that was that was a big deal. Uh, they won. They ended up winning the game. I think in either overtime or a shootout. And maybe it was even strength. I don't even know. Anyway. They won. It's a big day for Ottawa. And he goes on the panel on, on Sportsnet and says he blames the fans for the lack of attendance, even though that arena is in the middle of nowhere. Parking costs a fortune and it's not accessible by public transit. He also blamed the transit system. So when Ottawa's excited to kind of like rejuvenate everything, he throws the fans under the bus and then he threatens re- relocation. And he said, yeah, his quote was, if it doesn't look good here, it could look good somewhere else. That's always the possibility with any franchise. Like pick your moments. Like obviously, then, it doesn't look good in Canada. I, yeah, I I don't think Ottawa would have a problem if it was downtown Ottawa. I really don't. No. Um. And what were the? I mean, a few years ago there was a lot of momentum. I guess not a few years ago. Pretty Quebec. recently, there's a lot of momentum. No, to go to uh, uh I don't know what it it's called. Quebec? It's the Le Breton Flats uh, oh, downtown. Oh right, 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 right. Uh, and I mean, obviously, a lot of hurdles to jump over there. But that was a really good prospect. Um, but just arena location like first and foremost you just you have to be considerate of that like vancouver they go to ottawa once a year uh they went just a few weeks ago uh and game day i like all the vancouver media members uh and journalists that go with the team it's just it's just they're just making fun of uh well everything where the arena is they they do a little 360 video and i've i've been there no me too um, and it's it's not, it's not the inside's nice. I've been there a few times. Oh I, no, I, sure, the arena but, itself is fine. But it's but even when you when how, you can't blame fans for not wanting to yeah, take a I don't know how a long shuttle bus, bus ride or, is yeah, to Canadian Tire Center. And and even know. then, ticket prices in Ottawa they're cheaper, but Melnick is sort of bleeding the fans dry with some of the prices. Some of them are a bit much for a team that is pretty terrible, and for a team that that honestly t- player that fans I don't think want to see um, play that often. Maybe. Not look in the future because they're going to have a, a solid base, but that's something we see. So, um, and I think a lot of the issues we talk about how bad Ottawa is. Of course, some of it has to go to management, but you have to look to the guy at top. You you can look beyond Dorian after his great tre- after his great deadline, and, and and point the finger at at Melnick. Even the casino scandals. Um, he he vacations and travels in Barbados a lot to avoid uh, certain taxes. And stuff like that. Like this guy is a know that. he's a he's a he's a creepy dude. Um anyway, so I think I think uh I don't know, like for this specific case with Jim Little, there's probably a lot we don't know, but it sounds like um like Melnick just wants to be surrounded by lackeys and, yeah, and coffee I think, guys who want to agree with him and just apologize. Yeah, uh, like I kinda segued into this portion. Um Obviously, the initial reaction is to to yeah. go off on Melnick, but there is a lot we don't know. Um, yeah. I feel like this is a sensitive, to- or at least they're making it seem like a sensitive topic. Whatever happened between those two, yeah. 
Um, so it's it's kind of up in the air at this point, and I doubt we'll ever really know the full story. I think they're just going to kind of move on from where they are. So probably for the best. I don't know. Okay. Feel bad for... Well, no, I shouldn't say that either. Probably for the best. Moving yeah. on. Yeah, okay. Um, the playoff race. It is a snail's pace for third in the Atlantic. Um, Toronto blew their Western road trip. Um, they, yes, beat, they, they beat Florida... Uh, in a huge game uh, about a week ago, and Florida ended up winning against Montreal um, the other night. I think it was Saturday or Sunday. Saturday. Anyway, so Florida could potentially miss the playoffs for the fourth straight season. Um, Dale Talon recently said he was really pissed off, and this led to discussions. I know there's a there's a Panthers fan in our program who's I've seen him talk about potentially. There's a Panthers fan in our program. Yeah, Daniel's a Panthers fan. Don't know that. Okay. Anyway, talking about the possibility of, of blowing it up and how there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding them. So this is a team that just paid Bobrovsky $10 million until 2026, and he's sort of supposed to be the, a cog in their in their machine, you could say. Um, Barkov is making 5.9 and is on pace for another 70, 80, 70 to 80-point season. Hoffman is going to eclipse 30 goals once again. Um He's a UFA at the end of the year. Huberdo is Huberdo has seventy eight points in sixty eight games, and he's making just under six mil. And Ekblad is on pace to have his best season point wise. Florida has the depth, some depth pieces in uh, Dadnov and, and and other key pieces in Yandel. There's talks of them blowing it up. Do you think they should, or do you think they should just wait it out? I I wouldn't. Okay, obviously they they can't blow it up right now, um, but I wouldn't want to state my opinion until this all sorts itself out there by no means out of the race toronto is by no means uh secured a spot no not at all wild card is almost certainly going to um metro teams i i think i don't know i'm looking at the standings now they're they're neck and neck it's you can't really you can't really say one has a leg up on the other. Obviously, no. Toronto does points wise, but one um, game in hand for Florida. Yeah, Florida wins their next game. They're one point behind. I no, I think Florida. Okay, obviously, everyone thought Florida was going to be. I thought Florida was going to be pretty yeah, decent so this I. year. Well, it makes sense. Um, it makes the sense. Trocheck deal didn't doesn't really align with uh, with the trajectory I thought they were yeah. they were heading on. Agreed. I wouldn't say it's a. It's a terrible trade for Florida. It's a terrible trade um, with what they're trying to do. I will mention. I mentioned this to you as we were coming in here. I was so Vancouver played the Blue Jackets last night, uh, so I was picking up on the Blue Jackets news that I get about twice a year, and I heard uh, Florida offered Trocheck to the Jackets for Josh Anderson, one for one. And Columbus said no. I don't know what kind of merit there is to that. Um, uh, I wish I saved the source. I did not. I'll trust you. But he works for sports. That yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm an insider. <laughs> uh, so that's a bit questionable. Uh, Trocheck, better player. Josh Anderson on a down year. A very um, da- like very battling down year. injuries, but still a down year. But a down year when the entire team was expected to have a down year, but the team has still been competing despite losing. The players they acquired at the deadline yeah, so last year. Actually, that's it. Would you would you say Columbus? No, okay. Columbus I, is obviously overperformed. I'd say. Well, well let's look at. I don't know. I, I think I think Columbus values Anderson quite a bit. Um, after the he had a really good year last year. I don't even know how many. Forty seven in eighty two. So it's like oh, it's, not, as, not as good as I thought. I don't know actually. how much he's getting paid. He's getting paid. I oh, know, he's on a pretty for forty seven and eighty two. He's getting paid one point eight five. That's 
pretty darn good. Uh, this is his yeah, he's an RFA, contract actually. year, though. Um, I don't know. Maybe they maybe they want to wait and see. Um, I don't know. I, it, it's weird. Moving Trocek, like you said, it's weird for the trajectory that Florida is going for. It doesn't make sense because it was Walmart, Hala, and... Well, there's uh, quite a few pieces, yeah, but Walmart but and Hala. Walmart and Hala are not upgrades on Vincent Trocek no. by any means. No despite being productive NHLers. And it's weird because earlier this season, like when people were looking at Florida, they said, okay, they have, he's not top tier by any means, Eric Neckblad, but he's good enough and he's having a good year. You have um, Keith Yandel, you have your center in Barkov, your premier winger in Huberto, who's playing fantastic. Some depth, not depth pieces, but secondary scoring. Um, Dadnov, even Hoffman's going to get 30 goals again. You thought this team was pretty complete. And Bobrovsky was... um, not, maybe not the savior, but Bobrovsky was the guy, and they're not doing it. But Trocek is is a is a good second line, third line center who can produce. He had seventy two points a couple years ago. Like let's not forget. So it's weird, you know. They already lost Marcia So and Smith to Vegas. You move on from Trocek, and you don't get guys who are going to replace his production or his value to the team. And Dale Talon said he did it to shake things up. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that at all, and that's why I kind of like what Toronto did it's because just a reaction. Play. Yeah, like that's, that's just a dumb thing. To yeah, do. it's it's to see the the team react to it. It's I think it, I think there's more value in doing what Toronto did. I know Toronto was tied against the cap, but after the game against um, David Ayers, the Zamboni driver that they lost to the, the game they lost to the 42 year old Zamboni driver. Yes, the okay. the reaction was trade everyone, trade at least move someone. Blaming Barry. I know they're tied against the cap, but I think there's more value in not doing anything and saying, you know what, that sucks, but I believe in this group. I believe they can do it. And I think that just doesn't make sense at all um, for Florida to move Trocek. And Trocek was apparently a really good character guy, and, and like he's the kind of guy you want um, you want in your room when you're winning and losing because of the way he sort of rallies people together. So doesn't make sense for them. Um, big win against Montreal on Saturday, so we'll see what happens. Um as of right now, Toronto sits third in the Atlantic with 79 points in 69 games played. Florida sits at fourth um, with 76 points in 68, 68 games played. Who do you want to see get that third spot? Who do I want to Who do you to want see? and who do you think? Uh, well, let me take a look. I I don't know. I... I would probably I'm gonna get, like, I'm gonna get yelled at for this, but I'd probably say I want Toronto to make it. Um, you're a big Canadian. If it's a Canadian team, you got well, not necessarily. Yeah, I am. I'll, like, I think you are. If it comes down to that, like I say, if if it's a Can- if it's any Canadian team, an American team in the finals, I will cheer for the Canadian team. Really? Okay. Um, but I like I I think Toronto. Oh well, no, I I know Toronto has a good team. Uh, everyone knows Toronto has a good team, especially. Yeah. On paper, uh, they've had quite a few issues th- this year. Um, it would be really interesting to see because it looks like they're going to, well, if it, whoever gets that third spot is going to go up against Tampa. Uh, so shaking things up um, as opposed to their usual opponent in Boston. Um, but I, I think I, I would like to see Toronto get it, and I think Toronto will get it. Uh, Florida, good team. Should be better. I don't know. I guess that goes for both I would, teams. I I like when Florida. I like when when teams that aren't big markets are in the playoffs. I'm not a big fan of Florida as a team in general, but it's cool when they're in there and you see stadiums that don't normally um, or ever <laughs> sell out um, fill up. I like that quite a bit. But I do think Toronto. You know what? Actually, I don't know. Toronto needs to figure it out. <laughs> I've defended them so much this year 
with all the stuff that's happened behind the scenes. But honestly, you you they blew their Western Conference trip, and you know every game the win against Tampa was that was the biggest win of the season. No, 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 it's the win against Florida. No, it's the win. You know, whatever. It's it's they got to figure it out. And um, I don't know. I saw a lot of people turning on Marner a little bit. Um, Deservedly so. I didn't see I the think. penalty, but apparently it was pretty bad. No, I'm just talking about in general. I don't know what penalty you're referencing, but I think Marner. I think it was the. What do you? Marner's you like Marner? Marner is not worth what he's being paid. I think everyone knows that at this point, or they should. Okay. Um, uh, Willie Nylander, I guess, is compensating for how he's performing on that contract. Well, Nylander's having a fantastic year. Uh, but the the Marner is Marner is not not who he should be. Okay, and well, I don't know if that's a his that's a him issue or not, but. Whatever we're seeing it every year of the of the the big four making making a lot of money they flip flop between who's worth the most and who's not worth the most I see it on Twitter all the time yeah. now Nylander is worth every penny when last year he was only worth five million um, last year Marner was worth the same as Matthews this is just what I see on Twitter I think million. yeah so I think it changes and I think when you have that many players that many top tier players making that much money fans are always going to flip-flop on, on who deserves to be making the most. And we also forget that every player, even star players, go through go through downs throughout a season and struggle. But the, th- the minor thing was, I guess, I think it was the game against Anaheim or LA. I don't know. He took a really bad penalty, um, and people were upset. But Toronto really needs to figure it out. Um, you, can't, you can't win games scoring. You know, it's nice to score six goals a game, but at some, t- at some point you do have to play some defense and i know riley's injured i know muzzin's out a little bit but still um yeah they have to figure it out i looking at it now i take back my comment about a metro team or both metro teams filling up the wild card uh it's well i wouldn't even say probable no yeah toronto i think toronto's gonna be fine um though like looking at carolina and the islanders a lot of games in hand there but i wouldn't mind seeing i thought carolina was a lot of fun last year in the playoffs i agree um Love seeing Islanders have have, Aho do well. Islanders have dropped off a little bit. And yeah, kind I don't of been replaced it. by the Flyers, which they? is exciting. Oh yeah, they nine uh, nine straight wins for the Flyers. We should have touched on that. But um, Montreal spanked the Islanders. The Islanders are really not a good team on paper. No, uh, yeah, no, on paper like they're, they're not. bad. But anyway, they're good. So. Um, Looking at the uh, Western Conference playoff race, um, in the Central, St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas are one through three. Um, I think and that's that's pretty. That, I think that'll stick. Think can, um, yeah. The Pacific is where it gets tricky. Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary are one and three. Minnesota now occupies the first wild card spot, and Vancouver is in the second wild card spot. Vancouver's cushion they had they They're developed over back. that like fourteen and three run is gone i think at one point they had a nine point cushion over that wild card line and that they've just obliterated that over the past few weeks someone predicted them to win the division um did i did you i don't know i I wouldn't be maybe it wasn't they're a sick team so maybe (laughs) um i don't know like (laughs) i (laughs) like they're in the second wild card spot nashville right below them and they're only up on nashville on points? um on the second tie break because now the first tie break is RW not ROW Ooh. 
So they're winning on ROW. They're up by one. Nashville, but Nashville's what? One point back? Two points back? No, same same oh, points. Same po- oh, oh, okay. They're both at 68 games played, 76 points, 27 regulation wins. Vancouver has the second tiebreak on 32 over 31 regulation and overtime wins. Winnipeg is right there, same amount of points, one game up. Arizona right there. Mm. Chicago drops off a bit. But then at the same way, looking the other way, um, they can catch Minnesota and even Calgary, who is two games up, three points up, two games yeah, Pacific's more. The, per- um, the Pacific's pretty bad. I don't know. I'm. Uh, yeah, I think Vegas is the only team you can lock in there. I um, want to toot my own horn. I predicted Vegas winning the division. Uh, I think not, this is what I... It's not necessarily I think a hot I pred- take. Well, someone on the show, and it wasn't me, I don't know who, said Vancouver would win. Anyway, you know what? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so Minnesota, first wild card spot, and we have to talk about Kevin Fiala. Holy crap. 14 goals Holy. in 19 games since February 1st, um, and 12 assists. Like, he's good. He he is good, and I would love to see Minnesota yeah, but make the playoffs. Where where does Minnesota usually make the playoffs? If if you were to say uh, Minnesota, where like where do you think they're going to finish? I would say first, second wild card is exactly where they usually finish, and yep. they never ever do anything with it. So I'm not surprised. Um, I know we made jokes about Montreal turning into the Eastern Conference's yeah, Minnesota, well, Montreal's but worse, so at least on you. they're kind of falling off. I would say. Uh, up until a little while ago, I thought you know Montreal, it's going to take a good run, but they're still in it. I would. Yeah, that's what's that's what's anymore. so. Well, they could be, if Toronto mm, and no. well, tech, well, they could, but I'm not saying they are. They probably won't. I'm just saying they could. Anyway, they're not mathematically eliminated. You're right there. Yes. Um, that's cool. I don't know why. I kind of like Minnesota. I like when they're in the playoffs. When they're in the playoffs, their it's arena is a- bumping. It's well, like it's yeah, okay. like they have the smoke and the fans are are wild. No pun intended. They like it is. It's pretty crazy there. Like Minnesota's fun. I would love to see a game in Minnesota. They're, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, like, I would too. But I they're like not, their, I like they're their not, players. They're not going. Galchenyuk has done okay since they picked him up, and I feel like they could. They might want to bring him back. Um, I don't know. I like it. Jonas Brodin is very underrated as well. I don't know. I just have a soft spot for Minnesota, but. Like you said, first or second wild card, I, I have a feeling they're going to uh, take that second wild card spot. I don't think any of us had them making the playoffs when we did our um, our playoff predictions at the start of the year. We should um, go back and listen to that because I have no idea what I said. I think I had Montreal making it, but we all make jokes I, think I had sometime. Montreal winning the cup, actually. Probably. That's awkward. No, they're a pretty sick team. Um, the cap is, I mean, obviously not official, but it looks like it might jump a bit. Yep. That's good. I mean, does it really matter for Montreal? Yeah. For, okay. well. <laughs> no, I don't know. They don't spend their money. Yeah, that's what I mean. They don't spend their money. Uh, for, <laughs> They're going to have for the big spenders million instead of 10 Or million. the teams that spend $6 million on a guy that should be in their AHL team. Uh, that's that? good news. Who? Um, Who spends Louis Erickson. Louis Erickson. Louis, Louis Erickson. Is he in Utica? He's not, no. And you know who is in Utica? Sven Berchi and Nikolai Goldobin. So that's... Fantastic. I thought Berchi was decent. He is. You didn't think you knew that. Uh, so that that's good news. Uh, that's just kind of a rough projection. But that is... Um, it doesn't have, yeah, it doesn't affect Montreal. They no, don't spend... Yeah, I, uh, 
I'm not surprised. They're very uh, crotchety and conservative with their uh, with their cash. We uh, back to Minnesota real oh, quick. Sorry, I might have cut you off. That's okay. Um, you mentioned how Minnesota doesn't do anything, and they're probably going to get bounced in the first round. Yes. That's likely. Um, which brings us last week. We had the hockey fighting debate, and I know you and I disagree on this, and that is oh, cheering no. for your team to lose. I don't like. I see this all the time. <laughs> I see this all the time on hockey Twitter is people telling other people how to be a fan and if you criticize something okay, I'm going to tell oh, you oh, how to be a fan right oh, now. I'm going to I'm going to finish my thought. Oh, okay. All right, I'm ready. And how if you criticize you're less of a fan and be positive and whatever and never cheer for your team to lose, if they make it whatever. So you're of the mindset that if you make it, anything can happen, but you're also assuming that Minnesota's going to lose um, right away in the first round. As a Habs fan right now, why would I Why would I cheer for them to make the playoffs? And why is it wrong to cheer for my team to lose? You tell me Here's the right thing. Now. I'm not saying cheer for Montreal to make the playoffs. Um, that isn't going to happen. Why else would you cheer? Just that isn't going to happen. But when you sit down, I don't, do you still watch the Habs games? I haven't watched a Habs game. I tuned in to no i haven't watched okay. probably the last eight games so when you obviously you have notifications on your phone or something right yes, sir when you get a notification on your phone um tabs are playing and it says one nothing montreal goal jeff petrie do you get excited or are you like rats I don't that get, sucks I, I i'm happy that those okay well you're asking about Jeff Petrie specifically because okay, he should not, be traded. No, not Jeff okay, Petrie. Okay, um, my general rule is I want Montreal to lose, but I want the young players to do well while they lose. Okay. So if they lose and Suzuki gets a couple points or Regardless whatever. of that, I think when you're watching games, I don't think anyone should ever watch a game, watch their favorite team play, and actively cheer for them to lose. Like, if you were in my, if if Vancouver was in Montreal's position... It might make more sense for the team to lose and for Vancouver to tie no, some no, wins it together. It might make more sense. Like it does make more okay, sense. Okay, it does make more sense. But I don't think you should be actively cheering for your team to lose a game. I, I, I'm I, totally okay with you saying, uh, yeah, you know, at the position Montreal's in, it's probably better for them to lose here on out. But as a result, I'd be happier when they lose. So I know, but I, I'm I not, just... I'm not, I'm not ecstatic. Well, you know what? I am. I am happy when they're losing. I'm very happy when they're losing. Because if you look at the overall standings right now, Chicago is one point back with a game in hand. New Jersey's two points back with two games in hand. Montreal can be as worse. Even Anaheim and Buffalo, if they get like a couple more wins and Montreal loses a couple, Montreal can be as worse as bad as 27th and I, I would rather that I would rather the the fifth overall pick than the 10th overall pick the fifth overall pick who does Montreal play next do they play tonight no they uh, uh they play tomorrow there's a noise sorry against uh Nashville okay so you want Montreal to win for uh, well, Vancouver's sake I want Montreal to yeah, lose actually I do yeah I, but, I, I need but if if I force you to sit down and watch that game and I'll be happier if they lose but as Nashville scores, will you be will you be cheering? Like, will you be cheering for Nashville in that I'll game? I'll be, um, yeah. Like I've seen yeah. you, I've seen you react to Montreal goals live. Will you react that way if Nashville scores? Not, um, I'll I'll do a little fist bump. A little. See, I I I don't think that's right. But okay, but it's right when you're. Well, I think I think it is. I think 
when you're bad. I don't think teams deliberately tank. Professional athletes aren't trying to lose. I don't think no, that's I a agree. thing as much anymore. I think these p- players that are paid money uh, to produce and play hockey, I don't think they're going out there trying to lose. But couldn't you argue that doing what, say, L.A. did is or Ottawa, like selling off those pieces, it's just saying, ah, oh, we're fine to lose. We don't mind losing. No, 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 no. I, I agree with that. I've, uh, a team selling at the deadline, I'm all for it. Like if you're, you know, you're kind of saying, we're not going anywhere this year. Let's move some pieces around. Because then it secures losing Pardon and it me. secures a better pick. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I just think watching a game and actively cheering for your favorite team to lose is what if, wrong. What if I'm not watching, but following to make sure they lose? Because if, that's, if that's what I mean. That's but if thing. you're in, okay. But if Vancouver was in, even like, if Vancouver was between 23rd and 31st in the league, which they were from like 2014 yes, but to wouldn't 18. you be happier with a top five pick? No, than, I would. Because I totally would. But I'm I never. Che- I'm gonna cheer more when they get a. But better. I never watched a Vancouver game and got upset when. So if rookie Bo Horvat scored his first goal, so if there was a, that's a bad example. That's but fine. you know, so if there was a game. And let's say it was the last game of the season, whatever. And teams were however many points behind each other. And a Vancouver loss would secure them best odds at first overall. And the other bad teams needed to win would get second and third best. If that secured Vancouver's odds at getting first overall pick. If you, it came... Wait, 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 no, 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 hang on. But how can you pick and choose? I know if, you, if it came to that, would you not want them to lose to get that first overall If it came pick? down to one game, and that one game was the deciding factor between Vancouver coming 31st in the league or 27th or something, um, or 20, you know, something like that, sure, I would... But how can you, but who does, how can you pick and choose? Well, I'm just saying, if it was one game and and the stakes were that high that Vancouver loses... They've got the best odds for first overall pick. Fine, then I would cheer against Vancouver. But in a general sense, when your team is struggling, and you know they're probably not going to make the playoffs, I don't think you should cheer against them when you're watching their games or following their but games. But once they're mathematically eliminated. At that point. At that point, as, as, at a, that as point, a Detroit... I would stop caring. As a Detroit fan, why would you want your team to win and climb and maybe t- they're not going to but let's say let's say it was closer because the <laughs> Detroit has 39 points and LA has 60 but let's say that it was closer between those two teams why would us why is a Detroit wouldn't you want to just keep losing and and guarantee almost guarantee a Lafreniere or at least a Byfield yes instead of yeah for the for the betterment of the team totally I like a loss probably makes more sense but I just the the kind of fan I am um I'm I'm I am not 100% success of the team uh, long term. I'm not like obviously I really want Vancouver to win a cup, but I just I I wouldn't be able to cheer against them um, unless it came to extreme circumstances, like like we theorized a minute ago. I just that's that's my okay. opinion. That's fair. Now, does that make me to your standards a fake a ba- fan? A ba- yes. Really? No. No. Bad fan? It doesn't. No, because I know tons of people do it, and it makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense, but Cause I, I, I want, just strongly I want, disagree with I it. I want Lafreniere to be drafted in Montreal. I want that. I want a top five pick. That's another argument I don't get. People people keep saying the fact the draft is in Montreal just makes it all that much more important for Montreal to draft Lafreniere. Like that, well, what does that have to do Because the language politics and the fact that he speaks French is a big deal. That's a, that's like, that doesn't That makes go. no sense to me. 
Neither, I, neither, it doesn't make sense to me. I agree with you completely. The location of the, the draft has nothing to do with with how much more important it is for a certain team to. Would you? But wouldn't it be more exciting if Vancouver had a really high pick in Vancouver? Totally. So it so it does. But it, it'll make it'll make that one selection when they when Jim Benning goes up on stage and makes a selection. Sure, but wouldn't there'll be a loud if, cheer, but it doesn't mean anything. What if the draft was in Vancouver and Lafreniere was born in Vancouver, born a Vancouver fan? And it was his dream because that's what it is for Lafreniere. Lafreniere grew up a Habs fan. Lafreniere, he wasn't born in Montreal, but born north of Quebec. There were that's a story. the draft was just in Vancouver, mm-hmm. and throughout last year, Vancouver didn't do very well. And the most I saw of it was huh, it'd be cool if Vancouver, you know, could draft Hughes in right. Vancouver. That's I'm fair. like, you sure, know, what? that fair. would be cool, but I don't care. That's like, fair. I I agree with you, but it's just the way the like it means nothing. It's the role that language and and speaking. Sure, French I guess plays. Montreal has a. I don't agree with it. And that, and honestly, I wouldn't be that pissed off if Montreal had the first pick and took Byfield, because Byfield's being slept uh, like people are sleeping on Byfield. And I wouldn't say people are sleeping on Byfield. I, I think people think are sleeping on Byfield. Lafreniere is that good? Okay. I think Lafreniere is better right now and um, is a bit more, um, a bit more fun to watch. But I also feel like um, I don't know. Don't don't underestimate uh, Quinton Byfield. Anyway. Um, that's a disagreement. That was that went a lot better than the other disagreement last Did. week. Much more civil. Yes. Um, do okay. This is a topic. I saw John Shannon had a poll on the Twitter about anthems, and sixty something, sixty two percent. So the question was, with the controversy surrounding anthems at sporting events, would you be in favor of teams not playing them before a game? Um, we're going to talk NHL. At the, we're not, let's not do all sports. Let's just talk NHL. Um, 62 are okay with no anthems. 38% are not. Um, I don't know why I thought of putting this in the show. I just It's something I saw on Twitter earlier today as well, and I thought, why not? Are you for or against anthems? Because I was actually surprised to see how many people are okay um, with no anthems. Until you asked me this, like yesterday or today, mm-hmm. I wouldn't really have put much thought into it uh mostly probably because of the fact that i guess everyone has grown up on anthems and it's just a part of the game and now it's it's like it's tradition it's like anthems are on like puck drop is in five minutes like it's exciting because the next thing after anthems is puck drop mm-hmm. anthems is the last thing before you mm-hmm. know they get going i i don't really care if they got rid of anthems i'd be fine with it um i'm wouldn't that's not to say that i'm I love anthems. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Why? I, don't, I think it's okay. Well, being at a game because I've seen I've seen a, I've seen my fair share of hockey games, and it's cool when when there's a singer who comes out. It's cool when you honor someone, perhaps who it's not cool, but it's it's nice when you honor someone who perhaps passed away, and you sing the anthem as a crowd in unity. It's really cool to be a part of that, singing with twenty thousand other people, the national anthem of your country. And I don't know. Like, I read comments saying I don't that know why nas- national you're... pride should be voluntary, not compulsory. It's like okay, like I get it. I get not liking the anthem, and people are allowed not to sing it. People are allowed not to stand for it. I know that would create more, but I feel like you look what happened with Tortorella a couple years ago. He said he'd bench anyone not standing um, for the anthem. I think comments like that spark debate, and some of it is a little bit unnecessary. But just from a fan, and it gets the boys going. Like I've played when I've played hockey before, and there's been anthems. Even if it's just like a recording, it's it's exciting and it gets you pumped up. And I feel like it's cool. It's Canada. It's it's playing the country's song, and this is Canada's all about hockey. I think that's um, just a personal. And thing. this is like a bit psychological, but I feel like it might just get people 
like pumped up because that's like I said, that's just what happens before a game. If it was, mm-hmm. if like each team had a, ooh, that'd be a cool idea. If each team had like, you know how like soccer, like especially European soccer teams have yeah. like long songs specifically about their team. I was at the TFC game on Sun mm-hmm. Saturday, and they have a a song they played before. That was really cool. If teams did something like that, that'd be awesome. I think your your thinking that anthems pump you up isn't the anthem itself i think it's it's the twenty thousand people in the arena yeah all joining together and in this case it's singing the national anthem i don't think national pride has really anything to to do with it correct me if i'm wrong no no i don't i i get that i was just reading some of the comments people are getting we're getting upset i i think i don't think there's anything wrong with before having the privilege of being at a game or playing a game itself honoring the country and a country as great as canada by singing the anthem um honoring the people there the law enforcement however however you perceive or interpret the anthem that's that's up to you sure um and i don't know i think depends on the anthem like i don't want to criticize other anthems but like when the one game it is the crowd, and I think I think the players love it. Like I was reading an article a couple of days ago, like European players were saying that I don't know which ones I couldn't name names, were saying that they like, despite not being Canadian or American, hearing the American anthem. Like the American anthem is a really emotional anthem, and when you have, if a mic cuts out or they just let the crowd sing it, I think it gets them pumped up. But then you get into the, the political side of it, where people talk about treatment of like indigenous communities and, and the anthem what that represents and people kind of take offense to that which i get 100 percent. so um that seems to be the argument for people who want to take it away and i yeah, understand that I don't completely. Know. Like, we don't have to get into that but i i um i just i think i'm i i agree with you that that everyone singing along to the anthem is like it's like is an awesome kind of thing that happens before every game but I don't think it specifically needs to be the anthem. I'm not recommending each team needs to come up with a two-minute-long song that they're no. going to sing before each game. But um, I don't think the anthem itself. I don't think that that event has to contain the country's national anthem. It's not even like it's just the Canadian and American anthems. It's not even yeah. the well, rest of all the you know all the, the other players, players that are from playing Germany, Sweden, whatever. Yeah, okay. That's but fair. you make a good point about. Because uh, where it's being played, you know, something like law enforcement yeah. or something like, like when that. Edmonton was in the playoffs, we'll wrap this up quick because we have something else we want to talk about. When Edmonton was in the playoffs and there was that country singer and his mic cut out and then he just pointed it to the crowd. And it's like this is a before a violent hockey game and everyone still comes together, the crowd, the players. And um, after every anthem, even in the States, you hear them like it's patriotic. They love it. They're screaming. And I feel like that's a way of of getting the fans and players into it. Anyway, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I feel like um, 20, 2003 and then in 2017, um, NHL had a meeting to discuss whether or not they would keep it. So, um, I don't think it's going no, from any sports so. like anytime so. soon. I know some so. European hockey leagues don't do it. They just play hockey. But anyway, moving on. Offside? Uh, I have not looked into this at all. I'm going to be completely honest, but I'll let it's, you... Uh, well, I mean, it's just a minor... Well, I don't know if it's minor, actually. Uh, but it's just a proposition that was kind of laid out uh geez i don't know when that was um a week or so ago mm-hmm. uh changing the offside rule to breaking the plane uh which if i'm honest i had to get confirmation on what that was but i don't know what that is essentially it's it's any it's imagine the blue line extended upwards uh like on a vertical axis it's any part of the player crossing oh geez i hope i'm getting this right crossing that the the blue line 
Um, I do you so, understand what I'm saying? Sorry, I do. I know what you mean, but like, what I, what would change in the rule well, itself? Because is it not still any part of the? Player? Because well, no. Right now, it's a skate, right? It's the blade. That's why everyone's saying, "Oh no, his blade was up." You know something? Oh, like that. I see. Okay. Um, I see. Well, in my opinion, like it. Sure, I guess it. I guess it works, uh, or it, may, it might not work, but it's a viable option. I don't know if it's necessary. Um, it, I feel like there's better ways to go around doing that. Uh, I know this doesn't have to do with offside, but in the was it the Phil yeah Philadelphia Chicago game sometime in the last week, Philadelphia scored. It well, no, they didn't score. The puck clearly went in, but it was the view was obstructed. Yeah, and it was called off. Um, and it was brought to my attention by Ryan Kessler on Twitter, who kind of went off saying this, like, how is this able to happen? Get chips in the puck. And there's no discrepancy on whether the puck crossed the line. Right. I think you can take that to, um, offsides. Um, mm -hmm. I guess actually those are the only two examples, offsides and goals. But I mean, those are the two biggest, um, Maybe goal interference would be up there too, but those are some of the two biggest uh, kind of reasons for stoppages in play. So, I yeah, I, I get it, and I feel like there's been a lot of controversy. We talked about this earlier about rule changes we would make. Um, I feel like when you're uh, tampering uh, too much with rules and video replay, I don't like, and I don't like how you know after a goal refs review it for 10 minutes about whether or not it crossed the line by a millimeter or not it's like does that millimeter really change the fact whether or not the goal was score was scored or not i feel like well, if it's that close and you it's inconclusive just go with the same with call. offsides That's i what think I'm saying. I'm saying offsides 99 percent of the time the linesman get it gets yeah. it right yeah um and other than that, it's just yeah. like, sure, they might get it wrong, but is that inch yeah. really going to change the pace exactly. of play? Probably and, not. And is that millimeter really going to affect Aside from like the a Duchesne call. Like, yeah. You, but you, you're not supposed to get that wrong anyway. Yeah, so, I agree with that. I don't like tampering with the rules too much, and I feel like the game should be played. Uh, running out of time here, we're going to real quick, um, as per usual, do our lottery simulation. Um, Vancouver's very close to being involved with this. Did it once. Ottawa. Yeah, you don't even, who even cares anymore? We're going to go back over here. I don't care. Ottawa doesn't deserve that. As we are, Jeez, if Nick were here, we wouldn't have eardrums anymore. That's true. He was getting a little crazy last Thanks, time. Dude. Anyway, um, did Montreal move? Oh, Montreal went down to uh, nine. Anyway, we've uh, this year we've had a show without me for one episode, without Nick, and without you. So that's been fun. Next week, we'll, so we'll, uh, uh, listeners vote on who, <laughs> which show you like the most, and we'll be back with just two people next year. Okay. See you later.